Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome to Cane Radio Ship Shots. Teddy Sloan with you here in the air chair. Flying solo today, my friend and colleague Ralph Boxcar Bajeron is vacationing somewhere in the uh, Florida panhandle amongst the white sandy shores of Florida. So uh, we wish him a good and happy vacation there and certainly a joyful time as he ends the summer. We all do. Labor Day's next weekend. Look forward to that as well. Get this, we got a new sponsor for Chip Shots. Yes, sir. It's hurricane season, right? So Cleco usually jumps on board and uh, they did so this year as well. So for the next three months or so, Cleco will be uh, one of our sponsors for Chip Shots. We certainly thank them and uh, they do great things. You know, they will... uh, Come on the air and tell us uh, how we can be prepared for hurricanes if, if and when they come. And also how to save money. You know, we Jeff discovered right here in our studios we've been trying to cut back and save money on our electric bill. Uh, so he's uh, unplugged the um, coffee pot. Thanks to Mellow Joy Coffee for being a sponsor for us. But uh, just unplugging the coffee pot overnight saved us uh, upwards of 50 plus dollars. So... Uh, Clico will give us all the information on how you can save money and electricity and be conservative. So we thank Clico for being a sponsor here, Kane Radio, and not just chip shots, but they're sponsoring um, a ton of other things and programs here for us at Kane Radio. And of course, our other title sponsors, long time and faithful, I must say. Coca-Cola Bottling Company, we thank Mr. Lee Tatford for sponsoring Chip Shots, along with high school football, which we are in the midst of. We just had the uh, Jamboree last week, and now we're going to get into the heart of the season. And uh, by the way, uh, after Chip Shots tonight, the inaugural show of the, of the year, Catholic High School Coaches Show with the voice of the Panthers, Tony Landry, and of course, course Coach Scott Watney will be right here at 6 o'clock to 7 on Kane Radio, so stay tuned for that. And then our other title sponsor, GolfBalls.com, located on Old Boulevard, right there in Lafayette. Been there for quite a while, and uh, their main thrust is internet, selling on the internet, logoed golf balls. But uh, if you're local like we are, you want to go in there and try out their uh, golf clubs, well, they have a simulator, and you can try out all the latest equipment. And of course, they got a ton of soft goods that... Uh, you can buy for uh, for the loved one in your in your family or in your need as well. Golfballs.com and our local golf clubs. Right, without them we couldn't give you any local news. So uh, we thank Achafalaya, Bellevue, Sugar Oaks, Cane Row, and Eagle Ridge. And I know none of these golf courses have been enjoying a a fruitful August on the golf links. It's been a struggle for all of them with the rain. Intermittent rain, but nonetheless, the the the, the uh, golf courses stay wet and impossible to cut with that heavy equipment. Otherwise, they make ruts and just destroy what you've built up. So, um, a lot of courses struggling right now uh, with uh, just cutting the grass. Like, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I um, I text Ty Burdett, the owner of Bellevue. And uh, asked him how things were going. And I said, I'm tired of the rain. I don't want to hear any bad news. Make up some good news if you can. 
And so uh, he texted me back. <laughs> he texted me back saying, as I cut grass or try to cut the greens, which haven't been cut in three weeks, it's raining. And so he sent me a video of him trying to cut the greens. I said three weeks. I meant three days. Trying to cut the green this afternoon, you know, in a, in a window of uh, sunshine, and boom, he got caught with a, with a thunder shower. He said they've gotten 31 and a half inches of rain in August. We all know that that's, that's half a year. So in one month, they got six months worth of rain. And as I speak with you now, I hear the rumbling in the skies above Kane Radio. Looks like we're going to get drenched. Nonetheless, we must be positive, right? So uh, good days are ahead on the golf links as well as for us. And hope and pray we don't get those hurricanes they were talking about on the news just a minute ago. Yes, it's been quiet, eerily quiet with hurricanes, but uh, we would like it to stay that way. So we can take a little bit of rain if that's the swap off from the good Lord. We'll take that, right? Yes, we will. Back to Bellevue, the most recent. So a lot of this news I'm giving you is old, but got to give you some news on our local golf clubs because there's no new news. Their club championship ended in a playoff on both the senior and championship flights, and uh, they struggled to have the playoff amongst themselves due to the rain. So uh, Doug Frederick beat Al Landry in the seniors division, then in the championship flight division, Brandon Burdett, beat Todd Pate to be the club champion for the year. And then the most recent dogfight, their most popular popular event of the year, or rather of the month, first place went to Butch Bajeron, no relation to box score. Tied for second was Bobby McDonald and Brandon Burdett. And let's see, we got a Chafalaya coming up next. They're down in Patterson, of course. Kind of got my papers all squadjot here. So at a Chafalaya, they're still promoting their uh, Thursday night twilight scramble. Two-person scramble, 5.30 shotgun start, $40 for non-members, and $30 for annual pass holders. Take advantage because we only have a month or two months left of uh, daylight, and then we switch back, right? Beginning of November, if I'm mistaken. Maybe the end of November, not sure. But it's a good deal if you're looking for something to do on a Thursday afternoon with your buddy because that 40 bucks includes your cart, green fee, range balls, prize money, and food as well. A nice bargain there. And then they recently uh, aerated and uh, fertilized and verticut their greens and applied all the necessary chemicals so the greens are in good shape even though they're wet as well as the rest of the courses. Then down at Cane Road. Here's their rates. Their twilight rate is uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, only $30. Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, weekend rates, I don't have that. So it's after 2 o'clock, the uh, twilight rate on the weekdays. Their senior rate, if you're 60 or plus years old, is 38 46 Same days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But... If you uh, want to be a member, you get all kinds of perks and good advantage to be a member. First off, you get 20% off all their soft goods. And they have one of the most well-stocked golf shops around 
you know, a lot of golf courses don't stock their golf shops too much anymore because it's costly. And uh, if you can get a discount down the road, you're going to go do it, right? So uh, that's been happening with a lot of the discount golf shops popping up in Acadiana and all over the nation. So golf clubs themselves, their pro shops, aren't stocking as much merchandise. But like I said, Cane Row is one of the most well-stocked golf shops I've seen in our area in quite a while. 20% off of all their soft goods, 10% off of their hard goods, and of course that's for members. And then here's the big one, you can book your tea time one week in advance, and when the weather's been dry throughout the summer in June and July, they have been extremely busy, and booking a tea time in advance was a big advantage. And they also chart your handicap according to the Louisiana Golf Association's Gin Handicap System. And uh, that's another perk for a member. And then finally, uh, you get to be a free member of their MGA. Uh, they re- recently resurrected this year their Men's Golf Association. Raymond Bernard is that president. And they've been struggling to get in tournaments, but uh, you don't have to pay money to be a member of the association itself. And then uh, we've been talking about this football season's upon us, right? If you're a UL Regin Cajun fan, you can get products with their merchandise logo right there at Cane Row because they're licensed to promote and sell Raging Cajun logoed products and merchandise. So uh, go check it out if you have a loved one who loves the Cajuns and and or yourself. Go check out their golf shop with uh, UL Raging Cajun logoed merchandise. And then, like I said, MGA has been struggling to get in that tournament, so uh, they're club championship was scheduled but it's moved to october and hopefully october will be a dry non-hurricane month for us here in acadiana some dry cool weather we all look forward to and so also at cane row i was talking with the uh kevin arsenault and and ryan desimo the pro ryan's a, a member of the callaway staff which uh he sells and promotes their Callaway uh, equipment. And because of this, Callaway sponsors a tournament every year. So this Monday, Ryan's going to Dallas, and they have a tournament. He's going to compete for $25,000 worth of prize money for pros. And uh, he's got a whole bunch of other stuff he's taking with him as Callaway gave him three dozen balls and three or four gloves. What a benefit. Nowadays, I was I was envious of Ryan. I said back in my day when I was a golf pro, we I didn't get that much merchandise for sure. Then, like I said, I went out there on Saturday just to because I had cabin fever and wanted to talk with the guys, and I was surprised they were open. They had a tournament. The Louisiana Amateur Tour had their event there. Seventy-one players. Of course, the carts were on the path, right? But they had to get it finished. That's their rules. They have Once they start, they have to finish it. They can't come back the next day if it's raining or whatever. So they had several rain delays. And like I said, the courts were on the path. Well, any of you that's played Cane Row or know Cane Row, they uh, recently, about three or four years ago, um, they, uh, they, they went back to the old 18-hole golf course, which they, they formerly had 27. So on, on the number four, there was the one hole that they had to really uh, add a new tee box to. So the cart path from number three green and number four tee box is over a pretty, pretty firm ground, okay? 
but it's not concrete cart path. So uh, it's worn away. And uh, w- one of the guys in the tournament, of course, not knowing the golf course that well and all, kept the cart on the path, on, on the ground, and uh, <laughs> he got stuck on the cart path. <laughs> That's how much rain we've been having. The, uh, the cart path sunk his golf cart. And I'm sure Sugar Oaks had been out there recently, uh, and uh, I'm sure they're struggling as well as all the other golf courses. But uh, nonetheless, we are still promoting their weekly specials. It's a bargain, so go out there and give them some business if you can. On Monday, Tuesday, $22. And that's that's the price of a cart, basically. And then on Wednesday all day, $31. Play as many holes as you want. I'm sure the cart's on the path there as well. Their most recent events, they have an active, active men's golf association. They play uh, scrambles and such on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. And uh, their most recent one was a twilight scramble on a Wednesday, Wednesday, August the 10th. Jason Abair, Glenn Dupuy, and Paul Colson won that event. And they beat out Glenn Dubois, Tam Rosemont, and Matt Abair. That Friday event, which is a shamble, was rained out. But they got in the Sunday tournament. It's an individual, and then they draw for teams, individual points. And so uh, on the front nine, Eric Lachelet and Roger Pisani teamed up for 22 points and won that. Then went in the back and the 18 was Paul LaDesseur and Robert Burton with 24 points. And then thanks to Bard Booty, for he's the president and CEO of the Gator Golf Club, for getting me this information. First off, their uh, tournament this past week must have gotten rained out because he didn't come in this week and give me, uh, or rather today, and give me any information. But they were scheduled to play at Beaver Creek this past Saturday, and I'm certain the rain got them or Bard would have come in with the results. So their last tournament was played at Tamaka Trails, and the first flight winner was, uh, ooh, got bugs in here. First flight winner was won by Tim Hoffpower with six points. And then the uh, second flight winner, Kent Kern, had seven points, plus seven points. Our most recent pro-am was played at Southern Oaks in Abbeville. A beautiful day on Tuesday, but then the rains came on Wednesday, six or so inches, and it hampered the play on Thursday. Only 27 players teed it up on the Thursday round. But nonetheless, they got in 82 players. And normally, we begin 100-plus players at all the golf courses. And uh, nonetheless, 82 is a good good, uh, good number for, for considering the rain and all. So uh, the winner there was uh, the team of Brody LeBlanc, Jake Broussard, Fairley Painter, and Chris Mayard. Plus nine, won $120, and that money is redeemable in the golf shop at golfballs.com. A well-stocked golf shop, I might say. Second place went to Mitch Guillory, Matt Abair, Gerald Segu, and Jimmy Daniels. Plus five, and they won $84. Then third place, Kate Abair, who is the uh, pro there, even though he's got his amateur status back. Let's say he runs the golf course. He's no longer a professional. Uh, uh, he's a prof- <laughs> he can play golf professionally, but he's got his amateur status back, and he's uh, 
He's the, he runs the golf course at uh, Abbeville. So he teamed up with Michael Michel, Lyle Hargrave, and Patrick Darby at plus three, and they won $52. The low amateurs, A, B, C, and D, Brody LeBlanc plus five, Mitch Guillory plus four, Benny Dronet plus four, and Carter Owens plus six, winning $30. The next event for the uh, Acadiana Golf Association, according to Doug Beard, our director, is going to be at Eagle Ridge. In the day after Labor Day, Tuesday, the 6th of September, along with Thursday, the 8th of September. You can tee it up, and hopefully the weather will be broken by then, and we'll uh, have some some nice golfing weather and golf courses to play on. All right, the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association, headed up by Lawson Rooley, uh, got me these uh, results of tournaments played. They normally play on the second Tuesday of the month an out-of-town course tournament. And that road trip was at a Chafalaya. And the top finishers was Fairley Painter and Glenn Biro with plus six. And then that home event on the fourth Tuesday of the month played right there at their home course, Lafayette Muni. Muni. And the format was individual play, and Lawson himself won the event with plus 11 over his handicap points. Lawson really needs to check his handicaps. He's uh, went a little overboard there with plus 11. And the Raging Cajuns, we mentioned them. Uh, they're going to start their season Labor Day weekend, this coming weekend in Verona, New York. Uh, hosted by Syracuse. Two new freshmen are trying out for the team. Uh, Maximus from uh, Austria. And Milan from South Africa. I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce their last names. But uh, they're both vying for a spot on the uh, golf team. This year, Theodore only has eight players in his squad. So uh, the competition is going to be uh, a little little more stiff. And uh, the bad thing is he's going to have to leave a couple of players back home as they only travel with five. And uh, that's always a difficult thing. But... Uh, they have five tournaments scheduled uh, in the fall and then, of course, seven in the spring, along with the SBG Sunbelt Conference Championship uh, Tournament. And uh, hope and pray the two new freshmen contributes to, uh, to their team. Then on the junior golf scene, my grandson Drew has several tournaments lined up for his fall season. He's a sophomore at Lafayette High School. So the first one is going to be Saturday, September 10th and 11th in Mississippi, and it's the Notable Gay Invitational Tournament. And that's uh, Notable Gay. Uh, good friends with Tiger Woods, of course. Uh, and now with the Golf Channel, he, uh, he started up a junior tour, and it's, it's coming into Mississippi in September. And then on uh, Saturday and Sunday, September 17th and 18th, it's uh, the cup matches between the Louisiana Juniors and the Mississippi Juniors. And that's going to be played in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And it's a Ryder Cup-style e- event where you, uh, one junior plays against the other and points and front, back, and 18 are awarded and uh, see which team wins. Fun times for the, for the kids to play in, in that. And then in October, the season finale will be the Tournament Players Championship for the juniors on the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour. And that's going to be played at Lake Charles Country Club uh, in October, I think it's uh, October 10th, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the exact dates. Then speaking of Lake Charles Country Club, their assistant golf professional and former UL 
Raging Cajun player Greg Sonier is leading the Player of the Year awards for the Gulf States PGA section. Uh, he has 385 points and uh, tied for second is Alan Martell and uh, Reed Hughes with 330 points. So he has a 55-point advantage. And this is the heart of the season for uh, club pros in their golf tournaments uh, as the Gulf State Section PGA Championship is coming up shortly and then uh, maybe a tournament or two after that and they'll conclude their season. And hopefully our former Raging Cajun will uh, win that award and uh, keep it right here in South Louisiana. Well, that'll do it for our local news. We'll uh, be back and talking about uh, the final tournament that transpired this weekend on the PGA Tour, the FedEx Cup. Exciting finish. I got to watch it on TV, and I enjoyed doing it. So stay tuned. We'll be talking about that in a bit. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. How energy efficient is your home? Oh, it's a... Hmm. Well, if you're not sure, Clico can help. With Clico's PowerWise Residential Assessment, you can find great ways to weatherize your home. So it's sealed tight and energy efficient, which helps raise your comfy, cozy level while helping lower your energy bills. When it comes to your home, finding ways to weatherize is a very PowerWise thing to do. To sign up, just go to Clico.com slash what matters. That's W-A-T-T matters. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy Chip Shops, Mondays at 5 on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Chip Shots. Steady Sliming with you here at our studios of Kane Radio, AM 1240 and FM 107.5. 367-1240 is our number if you uh, 
want to talk a little golf, give me a call. Certainly would uh, entertain that. Otherwise, we're going to talk about the FedEx Cup. It's the 16th FedEx Cup. They celebrated uh, 16 seasons, so that's pretty cool right there in itself. And uh, it was played at East Lake Golf Course, as it always is, that finale. It's the third leg of the, uh, the tournament, the final one in Atlanta, Georgia. And we have a first-time, three-time winner of the FedEx Cup. No one's won it three times before, and everybody can guess who won it two times before. The great Tiger Woods, well, Mr. Rory McIlroy, 33 years of age, won the tournament and uh, came from a bunch of strokes back uh, to beat out Scotty Scheffler. He... Um, Let's see, he, he started out, they, start, they, they, they uh, start out with a handicap type system where they're under par, the leaders are, for the whole year. And, and Scotty started out 10 under, and Rory was 6 under par. And so he bogeyed, triple bogeyed the first hole he played on Thursday, and then do, and bogeyed the next hole. So he was full of a par right quick and some 10 shots back. So he made up those 10 shots over the next course of the next uh, however many holes that is. Uh, and, of course, Rory's been the face of the PGA Tour recently with uh, the problems that the PGA Tour and the, and the DP Tour, the European Tour, are having with, uh, with the LIV and that new tour started by Craig Norman and Saudi Arabians. Uh, and so... Uh, He's been a strong, forceful um, voice for the PGA and the PGA Tour, along with Tiger Woods, and I must say, uh, happy to see both of that. But uh, Rory uh, won 18 extra million dollars in the bonus money, and uh, he's had a fantastic year. And like I said, no, uh, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan couldn't have picked a better person to win it. And uh, he now, going into the tournament, he had two wins this year. And uh, top 10 finishes in all four of the majors. So uh, he's had an outstanding year. Well, I remember particularly the Open Championship in which uh, he, he was leading, going into the last round, and hit every green in regulation and two-putted every green and shot even poor. And, of course, Cam Smith won that. You got to putt better if you're going to be a champion and win tournaments. And Rory certainly did that this week. His putting improved tremendously, as seen by 115 feet of putts he made just on Sunday. Think about that. You're not just making two and three and four foot putts. You're making some, uh, well, 115 feet worth, 30 footers, 40 footers, etc. You know, saving yourself with five and 10 foot putts for par. Uh, and on top of that, he uh, he was the <coughs> he had the longest driving average on the FedEx Cup Tour uh, playoff, and well, the FedEx Cup that that day Sunday, he along with his putting, he had the longest driving average, which is a big benefit there because the course was playing difficult. It was wet on Thursday and Friday. They had to play lift, clean, and place, so you know the ball wasn't rolling very much, and you had to carry. Uh, the ball certain discs to get your uh, your best so uh, let's see he's also the leader in strokes gain for the whole year strokes gain period 
And that, that's a combination of all the categories, putting, driving in the fairway, greens and regulation, uh, what have you. He, le- he's, he led the whole year in, in that category. We think Scotty Scheffler is going to win player of the year because he's had a, a basically outstanding one-of-a-kind year, and I think he has a record number uh, as far as money is concerned this year. When, when you total up his money, it's, uh, it's way up there. I'm not sure the exact amount, but uh, he, he's going to win player of the year more than likely. And uh, Rory, back to Rory, he shared the victory with uh, his caddy, Harry Diamond, along with his wife, Erica, whom he met uh, in, in the PGA. She worked for the PGA Tour in the office, and that's how Rory met her because he was a, a policy board member for quite some time, and I think still is. Along with that daughter, Poppy, and uh, the entire PGA Tour welcomed uh, that victory for sure. Scotty Scheffler, back to him, he, he's had a record uh, dollars this year. He was, uh, Rory was 21 under, Scotty finished tied for second at 20 under, with, along with Sun Jim M, uh, 24-year-old. We're going to talk about him in a bit, but uh, finishing up with Scotty, at least for right now, he, he is very, very conservative, and this article said he still drives a 2012 GMC Yukon, and uh, he said a good day for him is to wake up and have a cup of coffee with his wife and just chill out. That's, that's a homeboy for sure. Scotty Scheffler played golf for Texas. And uh, M is from South Korea. He's only 24 years old, uh, so he was 20 under par as well. And uh, we're going to talk go hole by hole with these players and, and, and see how they came to this. But uh, he finished tied for second and could have easily won the tournament. But he has the... Uh, I want, what, what word I'm looking for here? He's characterized as the guy that likes to play all the time. Like I said, he's only 24 years old, but since uh, the last two years, he's played in more tournaments than any other player by 54 rounds. 54 rounds. No one has even come close to playing as much golf as he's played over the last two years. And uh, like I said, he's from South Korea. His family is. He doesn't have a home in, in, the, in the United States. He, uh, he simply travels around every week, stays in a motel, and plays in a golf tournament. Ah, youth, huh? Golly. Finishing third all by himself, Xander Shoffley. The other Shoffler, Shoffley, Shoffler. He was 18 under par. Then tied for fourth was Max Homer. Uh, along with Justin Thomas. Thomas made a nice long putt on the last hole for birdie. And uh, Max Homer had a chip shot that hit the flag, the flag itself on 18, and then dropped straight down for a four or five-foot putt. So uh, both of them finished 17 under par. Then tied for seventh, Sepp Straka, along with Patrick Cantley, the defending champion, and uh, Patrick Cantley last week became the only player to win the BMW championship as a defending champion. So back-to-back years. Um, he didn't win the championship, like I said, tied for seven with Straka. But if Patrick Cantley could have putted any kind of way, I mean, just a normal. He, he, he was missing putts left and right and uh, had a terrible putting tournament. 
So he still finished seventh. So it shows you how well he was striking the ball and how, how good a player he is, you know. Winning the FedEx Cup the year before and then being in contention this year and winning the tournament the week before, unbelievable. Okay, so we said we're going to go hole by hole to break down how these players came to uh, their positions. But first off, uh, there has been a lot of flag, Boxco and I as well, about the system they use to uh, handicap these players going into the final event. I'm not a big fan of um, starting out with a player 10 under par. Scotty Scheffler was 10 under, and then uh, the, the next players were seating down 8, 7, 6. Like I said, Rory was 6. 6 under par to start it. I, I, I'm just, I think there's a better way they can do it. I'm not sure what. I have some ideas. Like, I personally think they ought to, all three of the events, they have three tournaments, right? Two of them leading up to the finals. Well, th- this is the playoff, you know, so why not just have them all cumulative just for the, for the FedEx championship bonus money? They can still pay out the individual tournaments like they normally do, but then have cumulative score for the champion. Uh, and I just think it would be a better scenario. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, this is an awkward comparison, but just think of uh, the, the Super Bowl, the NFC team uh, would be seven points on the scoreboard before they, they kicked off because they scored more points during the course of the season than the AFC team or whatever. That would be ludicrous. That would, and that's just about what's happening here. So I get it. They, they want to make the uh, season that led up to these points important, and, and that's important, but it's the playoffs. So it's who's playing, in my opinion, it's who's playing the best right now on these three events. Certainly, you, uh, you, you made the points to get there, but once you get there, I think all of that stuff's over with. Just my opinion. But uh, Moving on here, we go hole by hole. I, as I watched it, uh, number 13, a par 4, Scotty Scheffler, you can tell the poor dude was, he was off of his game. He had indecision and doubt. He was backing off from his shots. And um, I'm not sure exactly why, but I kind of got a feeling that golf's such a mental game. It, it, it wears you out mentally more so than physically. And having the lead, you know, having to sleep on the lead with the 10 under par from the very beginning Four, four nights in a row, it just wore him out. And, and the poor guy was just, uh, along with his indecision, and, and he was burnt out, I could tell. He was, he was just floundering around and backing off his shots and letting things destroy him. But anyway, on 13, his indecision led to a par on an easy, he had a 52-yard approach shot where Rory birdied. Rory was inside of him on his tee shot. As I said, Rory won the... Uh, the driving part of the uh, <coughs> competition. <laughs> and then on number 14, they traded mistakes. And this is the hardest hole, 500 and something yard par four. And once again, it was because it was wet or damp, they, uh, they, they had a, the hole played even longer. And so Scotty made par and Rory made bogey. And uh, then Sun Jim M, he, uh, he made a double bogey on that hole. And uh, once again, he, <laughs> poor guy, he, he, uh, 
he just exploded, you know, because he was in contention at that point. If, uh, if he pars the hole, he wins the tournament, you know, because he ended up tied for second at 20 under par, only one shot back. And then going to number 15 is uh, that par three where the water is completely across the green. You have to hit over water to get to it. And the pin was tucked on the right, right by a bunker. Uh, and if you short-sided yourself on that hole, it, it was a sure bogey. So uh, what does Sun J.M. do? He shoots right at the flag and makes a birdie on that most difficult par three. Got him back self into contention. And then on 16, another momentum swing. Uh, Rory made a par, but he... Uh, he blocked it to the right and had a, a, an almost impossible chip shot. But his pitch shot hit the flag stick. Not like Justin Thomas or not like uh, Max Homer where he hit the flag. He has hit the stick and ended up about seven feet away. Otherwise, his pitch shot would have gone off the green because it was totally downhill and running away from him. Scotty Shuffle, on the other hand, he, he hit, once again, indecision cost him on his second shot. He hit it into the bunker and had a, a relatively easy bunker shot, but blew the shot well past the hole and made a bogey. So uh looked like the momentum shifted to, uh, to, uh, to Rory. And then, like I said, on the last hole, M didn't even birdie the easy. It's the easiest hole on the, on the course. In fact, it's, it's the uh, sixth easiest hole on the PGA Tour this year, and that's the 18th hole uh, at the... Uh, East, East Lake in Atlanta, and uh, Sanjay M didn't even birdie the hole. He uh, <clears throat> he messed up on his second shot. He had a, a forearm, I believe, and he blocked it to the right in, in the hazard, or rather the bunker, and hit it over the green and made par. He had to not get a good putt to make par. And so, uh, let's see what else I got here. Notes on the FedEx Cup. <clears throat> the oldest player... Uh, was Adam Scott at 42 years old, and uh, he's played in that for quite a few years, probably all of them, I would say. And the youngest player was Joachim Neiman, 23 years old, almost twice. Adam Scott, almost twice the age. They had two rookies in the field, Cameron Young and Sigath Thigala. Both of those guys had great years as rookies, and we'll, we'll anxiously see. I, I think Cameron... Young is going to be the one who wins Rookie of the Year, but uh, we'll have to see. Thigala had a, had a nice, nice play as well throughout the course of the year. Then other PGA notes. <clears throat> so today, Monday, Rory signed up to play in the Italian Open, which is the first time he's ever played in that tournament on the DP European Tour, and that's going to be played September 15th through 18th in Rome. And uh, I kind of got a feeling... He, uh, he's going to go take a glimpse at the uh, course where they're going to play the Ryder Cup since he's never played in Rome. He says Rome has so much history and, and all. He, he wants to go there and support the Italian Open. So good for Rory. He's been an ambassador for golf on both sides of the pond, it looks like, and uh, good for him. Then also Billy Andre, a senior player, was awarded the Payne Stewart Award, which is Pretty much the highest honor for sportsmanship, Payne Stewart tragically dying in that plane crash right after his 1999 U.S. Open victory at Pinehurst. 
Now the news, Steve Stricker. Ah, he won the Alley Challenge Championship on the Champions Tour. <clears throat> Not sure how many victories he's got, but he's done well since he's turned 50 there. And then we've been talking <coughs> a lot about the LIV and the PGA Tour. Well, the PGA Tour has a 16-member advisory board, and uh, now it's 17 members because uh, the players elect the player advisory portion of the board. The players themselves elect that, and uh, Max Homa, or rather uh, Keith Mitchell and Kevin Streelman tied, so they both awarded them uh, positions on that board. And, of course, they take in the place of Bryson DeChambeau, bolted to the LIV Tour. Uh, and the other two other players, Max Homa and Brant Snedeker, will make up the player portion of the advisory board. So coming up this month, September, and this month coming up, is going to be the President's Cup. And because of that uh, LIV Tour, which has taken a lot of our players uh, from 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 the roster, the uh, President's Cup, they're going to be scrambling to get players and see who qualifies and who doesn't because the qualifying ended last with the BMW Championship last week. So uh, Captain Trevor Emelman with the European Tour or DP Tour playing against, uh, well, it, it's it's the President's Cup, so it's all of uh, of the world besides Europe. So it's not the Ryder Cup, it's the President's Cup. And they include Aust Australia and uh, some of the Asian countries, as well as some of the European countries that uh, do not participate in the uh, Ryder Cup. So he's the captain for the, um, the other side. The United States captain is Davis Love III. And the tournament's going to be played at the famous Quail Hollow Golf Course in September. USJ, USGA Women's Amateur Champion is Saki Baba. She's a 17-year-old Japanese player. And uh, it was played at Chambers Bay. And she uh, crushed her opponent 11-9. She was 11 up through 27 holes, 26 holes actually. 11-9. and nine. Uh, She's 21 years old. Uh, she beat 21-year-old Monette Chung of uh, Canada. And then on the U.S. Senior Women's Open, and this is a pretty cool story, I thought. This gal, it shows perseverance. Her name is Jill McGill, and she's just turned 50, which qualified her to play in the U.S. Senior Women's Open. Uh, she was a non-winner for 15 years, 15 long years on the LPGA Tour, and then she gave it up. She quit playing totally for nine years. She took up tennis for a little while and started playing tennis. Prior to that, prior to her playing on the LPGA Tour, she won the 1993 U.S. Women's Am. And she also won the 1993 U.S. Women's Publing Championship, which is for guys and girls, well, the women's for girls that do not belong to a country club. So that's for, for the public, public, publics. It's called public golf. But anyway, because of her win at the 1993 U.S. Amateur, she got an exemption to play in the Women's Open. And don't you know she wins it 
Unbelievable stuff. And get this. She's won three different USGA events, which I just announced. And look who she's joined in, in, in the only people to have done that. She's going to be pretty proud of this. Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods. The only males to ever have won three different United States Golf Association events. And then also Joanne Garner and Carol Thompson on the ladies' side. So she's the sixth player to do that. Continuing with some shorts here. Um, a few years back, Tiger Woods in 2001, what everybody in the media called, and he called the Tiger Slam, right? He won, uh, all, he had all four major championships, but not in the same calendar year, but he won four of them in a row. The clubs he used to play and win those tournaments, they auctioned off for $5 million. <laughs> I don't know what somebody's going to do with that, but that's a lot of, whew, a lot of money. All right, the Ben Hogan Company, which uh, I pretty much idolized Ben Hogan growing up in golf and uh, for many, many reasons. But uh, he opened up a company years ago in Dallas, Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, it, the company is now going out of business. Ben Hogan's not around to see it going. Otherwise, it would still be up and running. And Luke Donald, since uh, we're having all those problems with uh, defection to the LIV, well, the, uh, uh, the uh, former captain, Hendrick Stenson, he, uh, he bolted the LIV, and uh, he was the captain for the Ryder Cup on the European side, so Luke Donald was awarded that place for, to take his place. And get this, a girl, a guy named Wenji Ding, 17 years old, became the first male from China to win a USGA championship. The first male from China. Wow. Pretty cool stuff there. And he had, <coughs> excuse me, he's going to play for Arizona State. We can take a little break here and then uh, we'll get back to some final news right here on Kane uh, Radio's Chip Shots. Stay tuned. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew! Coca-Cola. 
Taste the feeling. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. And welcome back to Chip Shots, our last segment here with Teddy in the air chair at Kane Radio. 367-1240 is our number. Once again, want to note how sports continues after Chip Shots. This first of the year, CHS Coaches Show with the voice of the Panthers, Tony Landry. He'll be uh, interviewing Coach Scott Watney and seeing what's happening with the upcoming season for the Catholic High School Panthers. You want to stay tuned for that. Back to golf. Just a few notes here. Stacy Lewis, next year, she's going to be uh, the captain and the youngest captain at 36 years old of the uh, Soheim Cup, and that's the ladies' version of the Ryder Cup for, uh, for the girls there. She's an Arkansas grad, and she might play as well. Her game's still up to snuff. So uh, the tournament or the matches are going to be played in Finca Costians. It's in Andalusia, Spain. And then uh, Zach Johnson is the uh, captain of the uh, 44th Ryder Cup to be played also next year. And my, my grandson, Drew, got to meet him in North Carolina. Pretty cool. He, he had a nice trip with one of uh, Theodore's UL Raging Cajun uh, daddies of, of a player on his team. is uh, a member at some f- swanky golf course. You can imagine if Zach Johnson's a member there. And Zach was out there. Drew had made a hole-in-one that day. And so uh, Zach was part of the congratulations to Drew. And uh, he uh, pretty happy with that. But anyway, Zach Johnson will be the captain of the U.S. team in Rome next year. 12-year-old Xavier Perez. 12 years old. Get, get that, folks. This is, uh, this is the ultimate in the NIL name, likeness, and image, right? It's 12 years old. Cobra Puma Golf signed an NIL with him. And it's believed to be the first NIL for Cobra. <sighs> they their apparel as well as equipment, but uh, it's got to be the youngest. And and here's that quote. They said, uh, Xander's personality, talent, and love for the game is inspiring, and we're thrilled to welcome him to the Cobra Golf family. He's a fantastic talent and role model, which aligns with our mission to push the game forward and inspire a new generation of golfers. Good luck to him. I hope he pans out. 
I'm a kind of guy that likes stats and funny type of shots, good shots, unusual things happening. Well, 27-year-old Danny Spring of Tampa, Florida, at least until last Sunday, that spring did not. He did the unimaginable, making two double eagles in the same round at Jack Nicholas's tournament course at PGA West in La Quinta. Two double eagles. That's uh, better than a hole-in-one, folks. When you make a hole-in-one, you're two under par on a hole. A double eagle is three under on a par five and or a hole in one on a par four. And the guy says, if, I had, if it hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't believe it. In a foursome with his father, Kevin, a, a PGA professional himself, and friends Jay and Renee Green, Syringe made a two on the par five 11th hole at the Nicholas Tournament course by holding out a six iron from 200 yards. And then the demanding par five 15th hole with his island green, he hold out a five iron from 205. If I wasn't there, he says, it almost sounds like a fish story. And speaking of holding ones, uh, I mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning again. Parker Cootie, who is Charles Cootie's grandson, the former great golfer on the PGA Tour, he made two aces in one round while trying to qualify for this past year's U.S. Open. Uh, he qualified locally, but then uh, he missed out sectionally. And then speaking of great shots and stuff, this guy, Jeff Mazzaro, had an unusual, uncanny run of luck. He's a member at TPC Treveso Bay in Naples, Florida. On December 13th, he made a hole-in-one on the third hole with a six-iron. January 23rd, in the club match play tournament, he made a hole-in-one on the 14th hole from 170 yards out. Then on February 8th, a hole-in-one on number 17, also with a six-iron from 140. So that's uh, three hole-in-ones in, uh, what's that, uh, about a six-week period. Unbelievable. All right, well, that'll about do it for us. We um, Once again, the golf season's ended on the PGA Tour. We look forward to the President's Cup. But other than that, uh, the Corn Ferry Tour has uh, a few events uh, coming up. They'll, uh, it's, like, it's like qualifying school where they have that qualifying for the PGA Tour. And I think the uh, top 25 move on and uh, they can play on the PGA Tour, winning a, a tour card. So uh, PGA Tour is coming up with a lot of changes uh, in the face of the LIV and we might go over that next week. I have a whole list of them here, but too long to get into them now. Where the top players commit. And, and part of it is the Corn Ferry Tour where the players qualify. They're going to up their money as well. And uh, I think they're going to increase the number of uh, players that go from the Corn Ferry Tour to the PGA Tour. And uh, like I said, it's a whole bunch of things. And uh, maybe Box Score and I... When he gets back from his vacation, we can uh, delve into this and see what the uh, PGA Tour is up to this coming coming uh, coming year. All right, Coach Scott Watney is in the house, so uh, we're going to turn it over to Tony Landry and Coach Scott Watney and the uh, Catholic High Coaches Show right after these messages from the, well, we got the news coming up and then uh, some sports news as well. 
and then uh, Coach and Tony will be talking about the upcoming season for the Catholic High Panthers. You want to stay tuned for that for sure. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia.